Hello, Patreon supporters, and welcome to the August edition of our Patreon special. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And once more, we are kimono enemies. <laughs> We're having a kimono war. That's right. Welcome <laughs> to Japari Park. This is actually kind of a kimono war episode. So it is. This, this is yes. the Beast Wars. Yep. Then let it be here, in this strange, untamed theme park. And let it be called <laughs> Beast Wars! <laughs> I've been in a Or at least, you know, some beast-like fighting. I've been in a very Beast Wars mood. I got that uh, Power of the Primes Optimus Primal. Ooh, did you? Uh, not not the convention exclusive one. I got the, the regular one because it has the Optimal Optimus colors. And I like orange. Oh, is that oh, out? Yeah, it's at least that. out in Canada. I found it in a Walmart. Oh. 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 I, like, only found Alita 1, like, two weeks ago and only found her in my town today, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. You're uh, you're ahead of me, at least. <laughs> Ooh. And me. I, I've seen Prime and Rodimus. I don't think I've seen uh, Purple Rodimus yet. No, Purple Rodimus. I actually yeah. saw Purple Rodimus pretty early on, but again, not actually in my town, mm. but in a neighboring region. Anyway, this is the sixth episode, Plains, or Hygen. Hygen. I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly. It sounds very, it sounds very yeah. uh, German. It does. I, uh, gotta say, I was never a big fan of her on, uh, on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Didn't watch Crazy Anime? It, it was Catherine Heigl. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so last... I thought that was just something girls watched. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes men interact with girls and, much, and must watch their television shows. Oh. It's Fascinating. A, it's a I'll have to take notes. It's a trade-off. I watch uh, Grey's Anatomy. They watch BattleBots. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, last time on Kimono Friends, uh, Serval, Caban, and the gang helped two lesbians move in together. Yep. Yay. Yay. One of whom was a literal beaver. Yes. <laughs> But then, upon entering the Plains Zone, uh, they were stopped by a roadblock of uh, some unusually uh, hostile animals. Yes. And that is where- They're ready for battle. And that is where we open Very this terrible. episode. Specifically, uh, the two, uh, pun intended, beefier kimono friends here are <laughs> oh. an Auroch, uh. which is an extinct uh, bovid, which is, I believe, the... Uh, ancestor of modern beef cattle. Yes. And, uh, the or- Which was, like, a foot or two taller. They were massive yes. monsters. And, yes. And, and an oryx, which is, I believe, a kind of antelope, and I mostly know from the Margaret Atwood book, Oryx and Crake. <laughs> Same. Oh. Uh, but, uh, so I, I was looking this up, and I'm just sort of only now getting to it. 
Uh, and we'll, we'll come to this sort of concern again later, but did female or, like, did female aurochs have horns? I am not sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm reading Wikipedia, but. I mean, I know that some female cow, like, some cows have horns. Yes. Actually, it looks like they, while they do have well-marked sexual dimorphism in size and color, according to Wikipedia, they do both have horns. So, Uh so there you go. I guess that was something that was bred out of a lot of them during domestication. But yes, they are, they, they were primarily domesticated into. And, uh, they ain't around anymore, although, uh, the Nazis tried to, like, breed, um, sort of tried to breed cows into looking more like aurochs, like via selective breeding, and they just came up with like really mean cows. <laughs> that's that's Ugh. fair. I mean, that's kind of accurate, yeah. Uh, though, actually, they were around for a, until fairly recently, until relatively recently, uh, as far as extinction events go. Uh, they were really only, I believe, extinct in the last couple centuries. Oh, wow. Uh, but that's right. This was, this was one of those things I remember now I did research on when, like, developing a vaguely Norse-inspired fantasy setting as to whether there, there would be aurochs around at, at that time. And it seemed like, yes, probably. Uh, so yeah, they, they actually only went extinct relatively recently. Anyway, so these, uh, these, these friends are no friends of mine because they, uh, they kind of take them out of their, uh, Cheetor mobile. They leave, uh, Lucky Beast to, uh, watch over the thing and they take them to their leader, <laughs> the lion. Again, though, I, as, as, uh, before we move on too far from, from Aurochs, uh, I was sort of like, so we're doing extinct animals now too, but then previously we had a cryptid, so. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, so it's not really that uh, Yeah, far I feel off. like once you, once you're, once you have cryptids in there, then you're basically no holds barred. Uh, though then it does, it is sort of disappointing that there aren't more extinct species. Kinda. I want to see some dinosaur people. I oh, that 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 is a whole kettle of fish. <laughs> but that would be awesome. I mean, we had that like lizard. We know we have reptiles, and we know we have birds. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The, the cryptid was a snake. Yeah. Well, and there's there's a reptile in uh, this episode. Yes, she's adorable. So yeah, g- give me give me a pterodactyl woman from Beverly Hills, kimono friends. <laughs> I did. The, the game wasn't around long enough for them to have a dinosaur expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. so then again, with yeah, probably the, season three. the subject of sexual dimorphism, we get to Lion, who has a very mane-like head of hair. Yes, and what I initially <laughs> believed was a neck beard, but is in fact like a scarf. <laughs> yeah, the, I too almost, frequently mistake think- scarves for neck beards. I think all the cats have some sort of scarf, kind of. Well, because Serval has her little bow tie. Oh, yeah. Aw, kitties. Which sort of is a scarf in the back, which is weird. 
kitties. But yeah, and, Lions is fuzzy, and then she has a mane. Yeah, she lives in like this sort of fortress-looking thing. Yeah, it, it's um kind of an ancient Japanese castle, but later on in the episode we see there's a giant slide on the side of it. <laughs> there's, and we also see outside there are like big pastel painted tractor wheels. Like yes. tractor yes. tires, as in you know a playground. Yeah, basically this yeah. place looks looks a bit like a playground. Uh, though again, I will also point out that uh, some female lions are known to have manes. Yes, just not like yeah. frequently. And actually, in a nod to biological accuracy, uh, this lion, despite being the uh, king of the forest here, is lazy as hell. Yes. <laughs> yes, she is. She's well, yeah, well she she puts on a big face of with she actually has a different voice when she's talking to her underlings than when she's talking to Servo and Caban alone. Yes. Like she goes from a deep she's commanding being voice. She's like to, Batman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, as soon as her like underlings peace out, she turns into uh Jeffrey Lebowski. Yes. <laughs> well, she turns Dude. into a cat. Dude. Yes. And then, so, so yes, let's continue. So we'll get to that. So she and her, uh, forces are engaged in a long running war with the forces of Siberian moose. Yes. <laughs> but as, uh, Lion points out, uh, the moose loses every time and Lion is just not into it at all. No, she just she wants she to, to throw it. She says she wants to throw it because it's like she doesn't want to deal with it. But Moose always uses these really bad tactics. Mm. And so her lion's followers just end up winning before Lion even gets involved. And she's she's sick of it. And they don't even she actually, just wants to be lazy. And they don't even actually fight. Just everybody wears like a like a little balloon on their head or belt or something. And if you well, pop no, it, that, you're dead. That's what happens later in the episode. The, the, the fighting is that some of them have sticks and swords, like the the aurochs and the oryx have like their antlers on a staff. Yes, mm-hmm. and and just moose's forces just go single file straight into. Everybody on Lion's side, and they just get tired and smacked around by the time they get there. Yes. There's no so tactic. So basically, Moose just keeps throwing her forces directly into the the maw of Lion's forces, and then they fail, and have failed 51 times now. And it's... Uh, but... Oh, oh! As we, they're we, discussing we this... This is the best part, is as Lion is explaining this, uh, she and Serval are, like, doing cat things. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they scratching just start... the wall and pushing a ball back and forth. Yes. Yeah, they just start tearing apart the room. Going back a bit, to before her Lion's henchmen left... And Serval and Caban were scared shitless of lying because of her deep voice and glowing eyes in, in this castle. And Caban says, if you're going to eat one of us, eat me first. Or eat me. Yes. It's like, oh, it's oh like... they developed their relationship. <laughs> yes. From don't eat me to 
eat me instead of her. Aww. It was very cute. Anyway, I mean, it, it, it's it's a real kind of like fake war situation. And if they aren't careful, this is going to end up like that Star Trek episode where like they have computers decide the outcomes of wars and you just have to like they come up with a list of people to disintegrate. It's a, a taste of Armageddon. As yeah, you do. It, it's very weird. It's a pretty good one. Well, because like there, there's two violent ox on one side and there's a moose on the other. Somebody's going to get an antler and an eye at some point. Yes, and uh, I believe here the moose is described as hot blooded, which has a specific connotation in anime. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. It, uh, it does not just mean that she uh, has a, that you know you got a temperature of 103. Uh, no, she's um, hot blooded. Well, did they use EI or this was the right term? I don't. Know. Anyway, hot blooded anime heroes. They're they're dumb. They're aggressive. They aren't very bright. Quite often, they're hot blooded. They're filled with passion, and they must fight. And usually, they pilot a giant robot, but not here. They're just an animal girl. And uh, I believe they also have a prominent sideburns. Oh well, that is. Not a feature that that's a side effect of one of the testosterone. Well, not the creator. <laughs> one of the main creators of a lot of hot-blooded robot anime, uh, Go Nagai, really liked to draw sideburns and was really good at it. So a lot of his heroes had sideburns, and it's it sort of propagated since then that sideburns often mean that dude's hot-blooded <laughs> to the point where um. Martian's successor in Nadesco, which is a, a real robot show, has a character who's a fan of a super robot sh- anime in that universe designed by Go Nagai, and that character changes his name from Shiro Amada, which is like a Joe Smith, or was it, it Jiro Amada, whatever, like a Joe Smith boring name, to Gai Daigoji, <laughs> and he has sideburns. I, I believe I've heard Go Nagai described as the uh, Jerry Bruckheimer of anime. I could see that. That's kind of... I, I like to think of them as the uncle of anime. Okay. Because, like, um, Osama Tezuka is, is, like, the grandfather of anime, and, and you got other guys that are, like, the fathers of various things, but... <laughs> dirty Kona uncle. is, like, yes, the dirty <laughs> uncle of anime. It, 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 tits show up more often, there's more violence, he'll tell you the dirty stories, and, and give you alcohol. He's the fun dirty uncle. <laughs> Yes, not the one who will touch you inappropriately, just the one who will tell you things that are not appropriate for your age. Right. And give you alcohol. No, the one that will touch you is the guy that created Rironi Kenshin. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so they come up with a plan, and the plan is that our heroes, uh, Serval and Caban, are going to infiltrate Moose's forces. Moose and squirrel. And there is no squirrel yes. in this episode. Yeah, sadly there is no squirrel. Although <laughs> since the moose is Siberian, that makes her both, uh, I guess, moose and uh, both Bullwinkle and Natasha. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, they, they could have gone for extra jokes in this because um, when this was being created, the, the anime version, Crunchyroll or somebody at Crunchyroll is actually consulted as to like what animals to pick and like threw in some ideas that, that we don't have moose and squirrel, I just chalk up to accident of translation. Huh. I mean, I assume that, like, Rocky and Bullwinkle is probably not a thing in Japan. Yeah, I don't know how popular. I mean, maybe no. Jay Ward um, cartoons are popular. Like, Bob Ross is super popular in Japan currently because, what? like, his stuff is on regularly right now. But, like, 
So I I don't even try to guess what is yeah, popular and like, well known in Japan. I think they got wacky races. I don't know if they ever got Rocky and Bullwinkle though. That's mm-hmm. a different department. I I mean I know that they got some Hanna Barbera stuff, but probably not a lot of Hanna Barbera mm. stuff. But J Ward stuff was even a little more niche. Anyway, so the, the forces of the moose consist of the giant armadillo <laughs> and uh three Spider-Man villains. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, you, you got you, the moose, she's got uh, a porcupine is Porc- a Spider-Man Well, villain? originally an Ant-Man villain, but he has fought oh. Spider-Man. Um, okay, and, and of course, there's a chameleon who's, um, well, I guess, oh, what the fuck? His name. Is, it, is there a chameleon? Literal chameleon? Uh, what do you mean? Like the <laughs> Spider-Man villain. villain? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, in yes. fact, in Amazing Spider-Man number one. He's got, like, a white mask, and he disguises himself as other people. Oh! All right, that guy. I, I forgot I forgot that was actually his name. Wow, that's a really boring name for that. Oh, he's like a... <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, it's a good character. It's just it's a name that doesn't... It uh, it could be more, and of course, I mean, uh, a lot of Spider-Man villains could be sm- could be more inventive. And uh, we have the Rhino, and yes, Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. <laughs> she Only has is, um, like armor. It's very cute. like a medieval yes, suit of she armor. She has like it's medieval. Yes, armor. she's wearing like it's... a medieval suit of armor. Also, speaking of extinct things, <laughs> oh. Yeah, because she, yeah, she's a white rhino. Yes. Are they extinct? Uh, I think maybe they're yeah. just in zoos now. I think there may be one left. Yeah. I think it's something like that. Uh, but, but yeah. Yeah, she has sort of medieval European armor that a little breastplate or breastplate, breast. And, and well, no, you know. like, no pants under it. So at one, and she's just got like yeah. bright red panties. So. Yeah, like. Her armor's not that horrible as far as fantasy women's armor, but um, it's missing a few bits. Oh, yes, and of course the also fun- oh. again, moose. Our 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 new friend Siberian moose has antlers, which are not are not known for female mooses. Specifically, yeah. even Siberian mooses, uh, females do not have antlers. Jen, as a Canadian, I must correct you. The the uh, plural of moose is meese. Okay. <laughs> uh, seriously? No, it's not. Meese. <laughs> it, it's just moose. Right? One moose, two moose. Yeah. Four moose, goose. Yeah. No. Just like uh. Anyway, so yeah, Kabat. Kabat's oh, yeah, and- idea to replace the war they're at is to use the little balls. As, we'll smack the ball, you pop the ball, instead of poking somebody's eye out with an antler. Anyway, and in addition to having a antlers, uh, Moose also has, is this a giant beard? Or, what is that? It's like a big fluffy, like a boa. Not yeah, like a snake, this is a, a, a piece of women's or often effeminate men's clothing. That's like a big feathery scarf thing. And we'll, Maybe not feathery in this case. It can be furry. And we also have the final member of uh, her forces, Shoebill, which is uh, a super ugly bird. <laughs> Look it up. It's like it's, it's like it's got a rotten banana for a beak. 
it's I wouldn't say it's ugly, but it is terrifying. Yes. And it, it it's giant monsters. And it's terrifying in this context because it keeps staring at Kaban. Oh, it's giving her the stink eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because um <coughs> Oh, sorry. Um even before this anime, a shoe bill like the animal was sorta of popular in Japan. Because it just looks weird. I guess they have a bunch in some zoo mm. somewhere in Japan. But this, she became like a fan favorite character just because she stares in the show. <laughs> and there's like a little like vocal like stare. Yeah. Yeah. The noise. Uh, G. Which I. it's a, one of the weird onomatopoeia things that shows up in, in Japan and anime and manga. Mm-hmm. That I. I. Why is G the noise for staring? It, it confuses the crap out of me. But it is the sound effect for just staring. I don't know. But yeah, she, she's like, her hair is in such a way that she looks like she has angry eyebrows, but it's just her hair in front of her eyes. Yes. Which, uh, there, there's quite a lot of fan art of her, of like, people brushing her hair up and she, she's adorable underneath that Aww. hair. It's just that the hair makes her look so angry. Anyway, so they uh, they accept these new additions to their ranks, and we, it's time for a little training. So we start off with Rhino, who, um... The Rhino! Ah, the Spider-Man, it's me, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, Rhino versus Serval. And well, yeah, because it turns out that much like a regular Rhino, if you just kind of chase a Rhino around for a while, it'll get tired. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's like full because, frontal you know, assault. Good attack, but they have heavy armor. Long distance. Oh, and and and, and Kaban or no, Serval fights uh, in cat style. She starts the fight by jumping in the air and attacking. Meow 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 meow. And she goes meow meow meow, or presumably nyan nyan nyan, but it, it does sound very meowy. I know you can read my thoughts, boy. Meow 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 meow. Yeah. Kaban is sort of surprised that she's been drafted into the army. Yes. It's like, wait, what? And we have to fight these other guys? Oh, no. And so Serval's in the middle of the fight. I don't even have any cool animal powers. I just have this hat. <laughs> yeah, well, she uses her power it's in a good this, hat, though. this entire thing, but to come up the schemes and the fights, but, um, because she, she's the, the genius, the general, or the, um, yes. what do you call it? Hadrodomo? No. So anyway. Anyway, Serval's about but to again, be gored. But again, that's sort of the thing that she doesn't like understand that this is a special thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I guess this is sort of just how, you know, a regular thing is that she, you know, she comes up with these things, but she doesn't realize that, like, this is something unique to her. She's just like, so she doesn't, like, think of herself as special for being able to come with, up with this stuff. And so, yeah, they, they do some sparring with the, uh, first, the, uh, the rhino, and then secondly, the chameleon, who, much like her namesake, well, not actually, because actual chameleons can't change color like this, she just straight up turns <laughs> invisible. No. With some straight up forbidden planet sound effects. I'll, As someone who had a pet chameleon at one point, I, I can assure you that they do not actually change color to this extent. And it sounds like the lost skeleton of Cadavera whilst doing so? <laughs> no. No. 
they they don't do any of that. Bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, yeah, it, it, she goes straight up, like, the Warner Brothers cartoon disappearing chameleon. Like, it, it, it's, and, and nobody assumes, like, it, it's a goddamn X-Men mutant power. Or yes. chameleon. Yes. And that, uh, but unlike, you know, most mutants, she's not actually good at this, so she just turns invisible and then stay, stand still. So they just hit her. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she's not doing it as an attack tactic, she's doing it as a defensive thing by not, and not moving. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm afraid. Yes. I'll, I'll just become invisible and not just hide. Move. I'll just hide. So, anyway. He's small. The master strategist, uh, Caban, figures out that, uh, you know, maybe we should actually have, like, different roles instead of just attacking them in single file. Yeah, because, like... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, Caban what an is, amazing is idea. inventive and, and comes up with ideas, but... Like, Moose's troops are dumber than the average friends. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're not particularly intelligent animals, for the most part. Yeah. Yes. But, like, I, or I, I guess it's just that Moose's personality of hot-blooded, straightforward, I'm going to attack face first, does not work for idiot minions at all. And, and there are few <laughs> things more terrifying than a... Than a Moose on the warpath. Like, <laughs> yeah. they are huge animals. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Like, there, there's a recent video that has been going around of just this, like, enormous moose walking along the side of the highway, and it's just people are like, oh my god, mooses are actually super huge. It's like a truck with hooves. <laughs> yeah. It's a little terrifying. Anyway, so the the strategy is on, or sorry, the the battle is on. Um, they've got uh, Rhino and Armadillo serving in a defensive role, as they are mostly suited to just kind of being impervious to everything. Yeah. Oh, yes. um, before we go to the fight, we cut back to um, Boss, um, what the fuck, Lucky Beast. Who erred at the beginning of the episode by being attacked by the Oryx and the Oryx. And right. he's still there. <laughs> and he just stops and is like, yes. wait, where'd everybody go? Oh, crap. Then we go to <laughs> the, the zoo time halftime break. Yes. Talking yes. to confused zoologists. Yes. <laughs> you can hear their chairs creaking and stuff. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the guy tells us that, uh, the, the lion is, I mean, obviously that's male lions that have the, that have the, uh, manes, but they're the only social cats. And they are lazy as hell. <laughs> yes. And meanwhile, the moose, uh, only the males have antlers and Siberian moose do not have antlers like the ones depicted on the friend moose here. Yeah, they're like <laughs> sharper, <laughs> pointier. That's a like, Canadian. Like, that's a Canadian moose. Yeah, I don't know why they call her Siberian. It's weird. I guess they designed that one first in the game, but they designed the wrong one. Eh. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, the fight is on. We've got uh, armadillo and rhino playing defense, and uh, then we've got uh, we've got a decoy for <laughs> the uh, the moose. And it's once again an example of the biased media attacking me with fake moose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, there's, well, I guess it's a bit of, uh, playtime samurai armor. 
that Serval is wearing on her head. Like, there's the helmet and there's the body yes. armor and why she's wearing it. Both pieces on top of her head is weird. But, like, the the Oroks and the Oryx attack and knock the helmet to the side like it looks like they've broken Moose's head off. Because it has antlers on the helmet. Yes, and, and then they're, they're, they're terrified. And they think they've broken Moose's head off. And they're then like, oh my god. The helmet gets put back on, and then they're even more terrified. Oh, it's, it's, it's like death becomes her up here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna blow a big hole in her, and she's gonna keep going. Who will win the love of Nebishi Bruce Willis? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a weird movie. That is a very weird movie. Anyway, meanwhile, um, we've got Moose, uh, Chameleon, and Caban who are headed into the bowels of this fortress, and they're actually in it for once. Yeah. Yes. Super Ninja Chameleon. She, she's gone from clumsy, apologizing, overly bending over, almost as, as cute and clumsy as Caban, to full-time ninja, but still a clumsy shinobi. And, and Moose is like, why didn't you do this before? And she's like, I... I tried. Every time. I asked you if I could do this before. And and at one point she talks about how she feels like a real ninja now. <laughs> and indeed she's got uh, she's got a bunch of caltrops. Yes. With which she defeats um Japanese bear, sun bear. Japanese black bear. Oh, black bear. Yes. I don't think I realized Japan had bears. Yeah, they're oh yes, yeah, they have bears. They're Oh. Maybe not as big as like um grizzlies or we polar bears, bears, but they're mm. still surprisingly big for an island nation. Ah. I have bears. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so so she manages not only to defeat um Bear with her caltrops, but also herself when one of them drops on her head. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because now they're just going off the the ball popping thing, and that pops her ball, and she's like, oh. <laughs> it's adorable. So finally, they reach the inner sanctum, and it's time for a mono e mono showdown between lion and moose. Dun-dun. And this, I mean, I'm not, I don't know my anime, but this seems like kind of a parody of martial arts type anime. <clears throat> oh, yeah, this is a Not even parody. martial arts anime as, like, Martial arts movies. Oh, they, I mean, yes. I mean, oh, right. Samurai movies. Yeah. The anime's just taking it from samurai movies. The, the classic two people with swords stand off against each other in different sword styles, different poses. They go attack. One swipe. Well, th there's a little bit more of a fight, but it ends with one swipe and both of them are posed on the opposite ends. And then usually it's like they stand there like one person goes to a knee. And then the second person just gouts of blood and fall over, depending upon the type of samurai right. movie and the quality of You see, of like, blood. somebody's head slide off. Yes. So, uh, an interesting side note uh, for the Transformers people out there. This was also how the uh, the the big fight between Star Saber and Deathsaurus at the end of the Victory anime ended. Oh, uh, yeah. With that kind of fight. Where they do the thing with the swords, and then there's the moment where everything is still, and yeah. So it's like a thing. Yeah. And as any good sword fight ends, it's a draw. They yes. Pop both of their balloons. <laughs> yes. And, but, you know, Moose is just happy that she got to fight Lion. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because the entire thing was Lion wanted Moose to win. But when Moose actually got to her face-to-face, Lion actually put up a fight. Like, she didn't just roll over. She went yes. all out. She's like, actually, I want to fight. This is fun. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, afterwards, you know, they, they decide that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to keep doing this, but uh, it's not going to be as hostile as it was before because Moose kind of got that lion fighting out of her system. Yes. Yeah. And they just kind of stand around chatting. One of them invents kicking. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> they, they ask Caban. It's kicking like, a ball specifically. We want to do this again. Maybe we should do it a little different. And then Caban suggests, kick it. So Caban reinvents soccer. Yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking of this, uh, I was just thinking of that Ricky Gervais movie, uh, remake of it as The Invention of Kicking. <laughs> Over years, all we've been doing is just punching each other, but then I realized I also have these legs. <laughs> uh. Uh. And uh, yeah, that is uh, that is our episode. We uh, continue on, but there's there's a post-credit scene. Of course. Before the post-credit scene, Shoebill oh, finally right. actually stays up. She's still staring at Caban. And, and oh, Shoebill yeah. comes over and is like, why are you staring at us? And, and Shoebill says, are you a human? Cut the credits. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Then we come back with with the uh, post credit scene of the adventures of our little rocket raccoon. Yes. <laughs> and Fennec. I love Fennec. And also that weird, uh, weird uh, Dinobot looking <laughs> thing from a couple episodes ago. Yes, the Suchinko. Yeah, uh, the Tsuchinoko. Yes. Tsuchinoko. MC and Cat, who's just, wow, this stuff was in my tunnel. I did not know. Aww, this is interesting. She's I'm so bored cute. Now. Yes, I'm bored. <laughs> and also, there are our penguin pals again who uh, tell us the next episode we're going to explore diabetes with owls. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, there are things involved. Yes, we finally get to meet the, the professor. <gasps> they go to the library. Yes. Is it the high evolutionary? No. Damn, you got your hopes up no. for that. But, but Are you sure? Are you sure it's not the high evolutionary? I mean, I'm always hoping for the high evolutionary. Every Marvel movie I go to, I'm hoping post credit scene, is it going to be the high evolutionary this time? Going to see some cat people? <laughs> cat people and, and, we can and see stupid... A cow person? Pink outfit with handles on his head or something. He looks kind of like a neon um, Cyberman. Anyway, but um, another thing at the end of this episode. Common Raccoon, or Ison, has a second feather. Which is a thing? Like, Kaban has the feather on her hat. Which she says will allow her to control Lucky Beast. Yes. Oh, also, oh. Fennec continues to be adorable because she's a Fennec fox, and Fennec foxes are the best. Yeah, because uh, raccoons worn out because it's hot because they just went through a desert. But Fennec's like, no, I'm fine. The heat dissipates out of my ears. I'm cool. Because she got great big old ears. They're so good. Also, I wonder if she does she have to get the feather from a uh, from like a bird friend. Uh, I don't actually. I don't know where she the to pluck somebody. Well, it was a red feather, so I guess it would have come out of um, the red ibis. Oh. That's where she got it, but I don't think so. (laughs) So, yeah, that is uh, episode six of Kimono Friends. Yeah, um, there's 
Like, this entire episode is sort of samurai-themed and two warring sides who are fighting each other, but sort of friendly, kind of, which... I don't think it's a specific reference, but it reminds me a lot of, um... In the Sengoku Jidai, the Warring States period of Japan, there were two daimyo, um, Takeda Shingen and Uesugi Kenshin, who were sort of frenemies. One was a lion and one was a moose. Not quite, no. One, one, like, it sort of invented the cavalry charge in Japan, and the other one was just a really tough guy, too. But, um, they're, in, in media, they're often depicted as, like, frenemies, like, they fight each other, but they kind of like each other, because, historically, at one point, uh, I forget which one of them, one of the clans was getting salt from another third party, but that third party shut them down, because they didn't have salt, so, which would have been a serious problem. I am often getting salt from a third party. <laughs> but the thing is... The, the other guy, Kenshin or uh, Shingen, I forget who it was, gave secretly gave salt to the other party mm. so that they did not, their little empire did not collapse because of lack of salt. Because mm. like the, the traditional is like, oh, I must defeat you on the field of battle, not by inconvenient, wow, you don't have salt, your people are dying because of desalination salt. i don't know how salt kills you no well because you can't preserve your food properly oh, oh yeah that makes sense. it's important to help you preserve your food so i mean you can get by without it but you're much more likely to have people dying of food poisoning yeah so and that- is it hmm? oh i was just about to ask if shingen is uh is that s-h-i-n-g-e-n yes is that a fairly common Japanese name, or is that where Chris Claremont got the name for the Wolverine villain? It, well, I'm, I'm guessing the names of most clans, like those are big names, Shingen, Kenshin, Nobunaga, um, Ieyasu and stuff, they're reasonably big names. Although, there's a thing, because I was watching, rewatching a Shingoku Jidai thing on um, Extra History recently, and apparently they would change their, their names every once in a while. <laughs> Like they would, they would crush another kingdom and, and merge it with theirs. And it's like, okay, now we're the what's this futz? I they just change their name as they change rank. <laughs> so, uh, eh? but yeah, Shingen, it, it's a name. It exists. Mm. Maybe Claremont was like purposely referencing him, probably because Claremont likes Japan. Okay, just because Lord uh, Lord Shingen, he is the he's the father of uh, the oh. Silver Samurai. Oh, Shingen, not Shingen. I guess I heard wrong. Okay. S-H-I-N-G-E-N. Shingen. Yes. Oh. Why'd you say Shingen? I mean, Chris Claremont did generally do his research. Do, do you pronounce it GIF too? It's GIF. No, I do not pronounce it GIF. <laughs> R-G. Jinrai. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I think I meant truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy, drunken truck driver, Optimus Prime. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that is uh, that is the August episode of the Patreon supporter. Once again, thank you for your support. We greatly appreciate it. Mm. Gives us the uh, financial support to do stuff like this and uh, yes. and uh, go to, to keep movies. this coming to you every month. So uh, we're gonna. Well, That's we've right. been to movies a lot. We we don't have any idea what the hell we're doing next month. No, if uh, if you have any suggestions for uh, September's episode, send them in, because uh, it's looking pretty bleak at the old box office. I uh, I, I bought the Infinity War Blu-ray, so... 
<laughs> I'm going to hurt myself again. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't feel so good. Yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> there, there sh- I can't deal with should it. should be a bonus bonus episode that I think we might put out free uh, as soon as Rob goes see the Meg. Yes. Anyway, I was, I just, I just, uh, I should go see I just that. I say, want to um, you wanna be on episode two? Okay, fine. Was the, uh, was that Infinity War Blu-ray, is that a, like a two disc set and you have to throw out one of the discs? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it should be a two disc set. It should be like space for two discs, only comes with one. Oh, it's, it's just one and a bunch of dust. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, as soon as I actually buy that DVD, because I wanted to get Steelcase or something, or maybe wait for the really expensive, big, what's this, third wave, whatever the crap it's called, thing. I, I think I'll put, like, a little baggie with some glitter in the, in the disc. Uh, your <laughs> so, your well, DVD collection is now perfectly balanced, as all things yeah. should be. <laughs> <sighs> uh-huh. Anyway, uh... I can't. I can't do it. So we'll see you, Patreon supporters, next month. And, of course, we'll also see you on the regular feed. Yes. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I have a cough. Oh, damn, my throat.